Welcome to the Drunken Dictator Debates. I am one of your hosts, Elliot. Yo, what up? I'm Dunk. Serge here. And we are going to discuss what it means to be dictator of the world. Dictator of the world. Richard Nixon as a potato of the world. Uh, And today, what we will be discussing and debating as drunken or sleepless or a little bit of both is particularly all about propaganda, which, hey, knock, knock, actually not knock, 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 Uh, what do the British call an unwelcome stare? What do they call it? A propaganda. Hey. Okay. So what we're going to be discussing is everything about brainwashing, about marketing, about uh, external communication, internal communication, uh, different kinds of materials to uh, tell your populace what to think, how to think, when to think, where to think, and double think. Um, And so... I want to kind of phrase this more as a sort of question. Uh, Historically, propaganda was seen as a tool to brainwash your population into thinking, believing, feeling, and doing certain things. Um, A great example of propaganda from the U.S. side of things, Uncle Sam and Rosie the Riveter during World War II, convincing people uh, that loose lips sink ships in the sense of the Lusitania. And the Nazi propaganda engine and machine that churned out tons and tons of gothic typefaces and fervent belief in the Faja land. Um, And so as an example of that kind of propaganda, we also have current propaganda in the form of social media advertising, remarketing, targeting, uh, different kinds of advertising campaigns that have led uh, autocratic, more populist-leaning people to take power. And so when yielded properly, correctly, propaganda, propaganda can be an effective tool in controlling your population as well as communicating to the enemies, hey, don't mess with us, we got this. Um, and so I'm wondering if the two of you have thought very deeply about propaganda uh, whether or not you've seen uh, or dove into research and seen stuff like meme, uh, meme sort of influence, um, memetics, uh, watched different kinds of documentaries like The Social Dilemma, um, or other things like that, and have used it to apply those sort of themes and theories to your dictatorial regime. I am opening the floor to discussion. Hmm. Definitely have thought a lot about different forms of propaganda, uh, manipulation, control. I mean, that's always a fun topic, if I'm being honest with you. You pull the strings? I pull the strings all the time. It's why I have a hobo on the beach while still in power. Pulls the strings and sees the sweater (laughs) unravel. Okay, tell us what kind of propaganda you'd instill in your dictatorial regime. Well, I think it really goes down to a core foundation of what is... Well, A, not what is propaganda, but what is a perpetuating theme that people consistently um, go for. Um, And, you know, let's go with the greatest propaganda. Well, I'd say the greatest meme, right? Memetics or a constantly self-perpetuating idea or system. Um, The best one for humanity is any sort of religion. But going, going at the foundation, it's not religion. It's about hope. 
It's about hope. Oh, that's this is gonna get dark, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's gonna this be real gonna fucky. It's Pandora's real box. Fucky. This is gonna go deep. Oh, jeez. Wow. I mean, I mean, let's just talk about hope. Hope is all right. Obama divided into sub, different subcategories based off of what people really give a shit about. There's spiritual hope, which tends to lean in the religious direction. It's like religious freedom or wanting to be quote unquote moved to a better plane of existence post death, which a lot of people look into as being a very very important thing. The hope I tend to probably lean in is social structures and economic structures. All right, you're about to barack my world. Go, lean in on hope. <laughs> well, like a lot of people tend to look for economic opportunities. They look for things that they really want to do to increase their livability or their <gasps> certain lifestyles. What? You mean to tell me the American dream is propaganda? No. No. Not they... that. <laughs> you mean to tell me it's a falsehood built on a perpetuating ideal of what could be in America when in reality it's nothing like the current America that we live in and we constantly strive for an idealistic outcome that can what's never the... be real in the pragmatic well, sense? Well, what's the beautiful aspect of that, that specific type of propaganda? It's the specific aspect of high levels of unwanted immigration, which makes the position of being America much more desired, which means on an external basis, we market to the world, hey, people still want to be here, so we're still kind of badass. So it creates a, a, a internal defensibility of just being better than everyone else. Okay, okay, so would you allow for that level of immigration or would you enable greater exclusivity in your country, meaning that you would instigate whatever your version of the American dream would be? I would probably propagate a system in which you would definitely have the opportunity to try to be immigrated. It would still be highly exclusive, but you would definitely t be very, very um, good at systematically taking people in that are very valuable to your technology, your development, and your economy. Okay, okay. So, like a quasi-American dream situation going on, but you mentioned, like, religion, spirituality, some other things mixed in there. So, what other kind of propaganda would you put out there besides that? Outside of that, of I'm actually really Social hierarchy. Well, I'm interested in social hierarchies for sure. I think that that is much more valuable, and that can be integrated into religions, such as one of the things that a lot of historic, historically a lot of dictators and, uh, I would say, um, tyrannical individuals... Um, tend to have an issue with are religions outside of their region of influence because they have different types of ideologies that they can't directly control. So what you do is you actually use um, the propaganda, the, the hope structure, and integrate religion into social status in such a, such a manner that other religions are downplayed because they're not as valued in a societal structure. Okay, so like a, like not monotheistic, but like a mono-religious society. Make it in so that you have a... Integrate, integrate the two systems such that um, by doing religious activities, you also actively increase economic opportunity. Okay, I think that um, something that's been proven time and time again, most dictatorships try to reduce uh, heterogeneity. You know, they try to reduce the other. Yeah. And they kind of ostracize and kick out an other. I mean, I can think of so much propaganda uh, that the Nazis put out about Jews during World War II. And so I'm wondering, do you have an enemy of some sort that you're having propaganda against? So you mentioned all this internal stuff. You mentioned how there is almost like a re religious, puritanical American dream, you know, climbing the, the social hierarchy, everything like that. But externally, who's the enemy? 
give context to yourself. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Jewish. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. Um, I mean, in that that question, I think, leans into a... I mean, if you blame the Jews again, come on, man. Like, I'm not going to blame been, the Jews. It's happened before. Come up with an original... I know. Idea. I mean, it's just, come on. You guys are like... So consistently a scapegoat that it's like the worst scapegoat. It's, like, it's, it's boring. A meme. It's, it's a boring. Meme. It's, it's happened like, again. Uh, we'll create another it. holiday. It's fine. We just You're have just Passover. Weird. They're, just, they're just giving you more power. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, just make us a martyr. You know, these um. Hebrews and Shebrews will just crack some cold ones over the holidays. It's great. It's fine. Uh, I think the real question for me is like, what is the function of the other in this equation? Well, it solidifies the in-group. You know, that's, that's little, the thing that's, about oxytocin. I, I think that's that's the wrong way to look at the uh, the other group, the out-group. I think that looking at the out-group on the perspective of they are the out-group and this is the way where you project a lot of, you know, any external or bullshit from your internal groups and strife onto an external group. I think that creates a lot of, um, it creates a lot of dissonance and chaos that you can't actually control. Like it creates a situation where if you if you point to directly at your propaganda in such a manner that some individual may take action that actually makes it harder for you to control your population. I don't know about that, man. What like, the, so the function of the other you gotta have a have a well that's that's why or, or something something that you're rallying against. Well, well, you don't have like a us. Well, that's that's the reason that the function of the other is not in my mind a projection of hatred. It is. A functional methodology of a a understood scapegoat. Like you can take this in a religious context, where it's just like the others are simply the ones that need to take on the task that everyone else doesn't, and therefore it is both a good position and a bad position at the same time. I, I, uh, what? <laughs> I, so. Like you just, that was a whole lot of words, but like a whole lot of what? Okay, just who are your other? Do you have another or not? The other are, um, probably lower tier members of society that need to take on jobs that cannot go into higher echelons of society. The undesirables. You're creating a caste system. Is what it's a caste saying. system. It's a freaking caste system up in here. Bring back feudalism. Okay. <laughs> All right, he's got a caste system, my friends, and then the propaganda is is then against the lower echelons of society. Well, the propaganda is such that you give you give quote unquote honor to the lower echelons of society, being like these are the jobs that need to happen, and everyone else cannot do them. But you also separate the group dynamics, so it creates a sense of um, what is it harmony, even though it does it is fake harmony okay so you're just concerned about the lower classes rising up against the upper classes and so it's more so trying to control if there is chaos or there is dissonance you are directly in control of making sure that happens when you want it to happen and doesn't happen outside of your control nah i disagree but we're gonna cover that in my segment all right continue on your propaganda so you have your internal propaganda that's all one thing you have a little bit of external propaganda that's another what happens if you're at war what what then what's your slogan what's the thing that oh, you're gonna call to have war? people come together and build things like ships or weapons or bullets or cars or you know baby toys or whatever Ooh, slogan's hard the implements of destruction hmm aka like fake baby toys you know the babies that like burp and like throw up and like pee and stuff like that I always thought they those were just implements of destruction they they tear a family apart like I swear 
<laughs> do you ever have to take care of one of those babies in like a home ec class or something? Like one of those fake babies? No. Yeah, I had a fake baby in a home ec class. You had a fake baby in a home ec class? Yeah, it wasn't like feeding or anything, but you had to like uh, have it. Like it was basically training. cry? It was like training you how to hold it. It was like, uh, it like graded you. It was like. Really? Yeah. You, if, That's if, a harsh baby. Like, like <laughs> not verbally, but it was like more like a machine. Most it, of the babies I meet. It was like there was a gyro. Just implicitly, uh, I don't know. Not, not actually verbally because they're nonverbal, but like they grade you. <laughs> it's It was like, There's were, so much did you throw it? If you throw if you threw it, you failed. Basically. You threw the baby? Yeah. Did you know people who threw babies? I think some of them malfunctioned. Oh my god! All right. Well, you know we're not. Oh, let's transition subjects. All right. Let's let's kind of. Uh, if you had a war going on and you were creating things other than babies for the war effort, um, what would be your slogan? That's what would a good be question. your your kind of marketing? What would be your mascot? Fucking all the death. Yeah. <laughs> what would be your mascot? I know your satanic uh, mascot. The the goofy. One that you were. Oh yeah, 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 no, no, no. That's not. That's not. That's not. Well, doesn't that go there? Oh uh, yeah. There? Uh, would it be gritty? <laughs> I would probably lean on a sense of duty more so. Like I would lean on something. I don't know exactly what the slogan would be, but the the intent of the meaning behind it would be: um, these are not problems that we wanted to face. But these are problems that we have to deal with. Mm. Something along those lines would be what the slogan. And that would, would motivate with. people. That's that's kind of the idea. It's like. Um, we have to do these things so that we don't have to do them later on. All right, yeah. all right. What do you have a mascot? Do you have somebody communicating this message? How do you actually oh, get it? What's across? who's who's Uncle Sam in this context? That's interesting. Exactly. Who's Uncle Sam? I'd go for. Um, I'd go for Joan of Arc. As like a symbol. Joan of Arc is your. Like that type of symbol. Like an unnamed okay, female. Okay. It unnamed have... young female. Okay, it doesn't have to be, but <laughs> yeah. but it is. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, you get you get points. You're uncanceled. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. What? Okay, now I guess the other aspect of propaganda is dissemination. What is your medium of communication that you're actually spreading these sort of messages? Ah, what channel? Ah. So this is... Uh... Mr. Meme Lord. <laughs> so how do how do memes come about? How do memes spread? They connect with people, right? Different aspects of people and different aspects of what people are into. I think that is um, what you, you need to have a good understanding of different dynamics of your population and you need to disseminate specific to those populations. So in the case of like me being a hobo, I would probably, or like pretending to be a hobo, I'd probably actually use that as a methodology of like trying to share information in different places that normally wouldn't be. Like also I would probably get people, um, the place I would definitely share information is bars. I would get bars to share, bartenders specifically, like bartender agents to share information about Okay, propaganda. so your secret Gestapo are bartenders. <laughs> well, bartenders under a certain level of alcohol are very trusted individuals. Right. That's true. If they're sharing information that you, that connects with you on a deep personal basis while you're drunk as hell, you're gonna kind of consume it a little bit more readily. I can't count the number of bartenders that believe in QAnon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is that? Are you? Is that a real, really? No, no. I'm joking. I'm, it's kind <laughs> no. of a joke, but I don't really know. Like I mean, 
Could be, could be. It's I mean, been like a year since I've really been in a bar, so only recently, right, to have things really... That's true. Up. The internet has proved to be the place where misinformation and chaos spreads right Right. Now. Is... Right. Any, like, communication tool can be used for propaganda. Yeah, but the internet is inconsistent in terms of your own personal. The control. question is, what's the, the message can be modified. like? The as, can be modified as the dictator, hijacked. as the dictator, you want people, you want people's access to information and imaginations to be suppressed, right? Um, no, so, I want the I want the control of where that is molded in the direction right. it goes. If you look at if, if you look at North Korea, how is information passed there? Like they don't even have internet, right? The nope. it's like. A base, maybe a basic TV channel, or I don't even know if they have that. I think mm-hmm. a few like, places. I was, like I was gonna say, there's very little. It's like, what's the per- room to What's the perfect mix of having your populace have low te- tech, but also high enough for the, the to be useful? Yeah, right. If you go like a telegraph, and that might be. Well, all you really need to do there is you need to have a secret government agency that is actively putting propaganda on the internet, such wait, that. Wait, hold on. Isn't there that? The NSA? Like, That's, they, that, they, they isn't do, that what they... No, no, no. They do the opposite. They're like, okay, we're going to consume all the information and see if anything's suspicious. Ah, what you need is actively see, a group that makes Right, things. or FUBI. You basically need to take like a marketing team and, and then hire them for the government and be like, you make memes that turn people into... Like your subordinates. They, there's like the USDS now that kind of does stuff like that, I guess. Uh, the US Digital Service, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I think counter propaganda engines are really interesting too, um, to spread different kind of messages. Anyway, so in summary, you would have a Joan of Arc character. Uh, you would have some sort of hier- hierarchical setup mm-hmm. where the lower classes are honored in some kind of way for their contribution, but really the religiosity is motivating people to work harder and climb the echelons of society. And uh, you don't have a scapegoat group really necessarily but you do disseminate things through the medium of communication of oh of um i'm i'm a big fan of control word of mouth if possible but also through bartenders yeah bartenders but also like a controlled media company or a company or a media entity within the government that sends targeted propagandists to certain groups okay cool Cool. All right. Way to go. That's how he goes and propagandizes all over the the nation. All right. Dunk, um, you were me, man. Like, you, you got an idea of propaganda? Right. Uh, the question is, how do you get your people to rally around what... Well, what's the what's the point of propaganda is, is part of the question. To rally, your, to control your people. Okay, sure. To, contr- to control them. To It's a form of manipulation. It's right. the mind. Yes. Right. I like the idea of the others and I would kind of take that in a slightly different direction mm-hmm. and like go full Starship Trooper slash like, you know, genetic experiment, like Mewtwo, like Pokemon or like okay. something like that where the like you're you're artificially making the enemy. Interesting. Right? And so that you mm. rally your populace around this you create the antidote, you, and then so was right, the, right. the virus. And you, sell the cure. you create the gray aliens, and then have them attack your people, and say those are the monsters. Like we have to, like in Starship Trooper, they it's it's all about propaganda. Mm-hmm. It's it's like there's a bug planet, and it's full of 
evil bugs and we want this planet so go out there and kill the bugs and then in the end um we like capture the the brain bug and like it, it said it was scared it was like at that point it was just protecting its people mm. uh, because we went over there and invaded so it was a commentary on, on war and prop- yeah, yeah, propaganda yeah. no of course um, what would my mascot be? I see. I don't understand the allure or effect of Uncle Sam. Like, who is Uncle Sam? He's an old guy. Like, why are we just listening to this random old guy in a top hat or whatever? He's like old. He's Abraham. Classy. He's wearing pinstripes. He's got a vest. He's, he looks like someone you can dance it's and like, drink with. I think the people when that was actually implemented, I guess they were more manipulative. More easily manipulated. I think this was before the. This is like World War Two, right? This I mean, was World War Two, I think. You know, Uncle Sam says join the war effort. Yeah. Whatever. I think this is before um, Ronald McDonald became a truly prolific character. Because uh, otherwise, he would just be the one. But <laughs> it's so weird how manipulated we are. Can you imagine living in during World War Two and being an adult and it's like it's almost like you're forced to. Like, yeah. if you're a woman, you have to go work in the factory because the Japanese and the fucking Nazis are coming to kill you. Mm-hmm. That, could, that could have happened. Yeah. That, at least from historically, pers- from perspective of the year 2021, it seems like that was a real threat. I don't know why they would have needed that very effective propaganda mm-hmm. if there were such real threats. Now it's like there's a terrorist in some dirt town in the middle of nowhere and, like, we have, like, the entire, all of the intelligence agencies, like, swarm, and then, like, a missile comes from, like, hundreds of miles away and blows up that shack. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, like, this is has very little to do with, like, all of that information, the intel that comes to you. It doesn't have to do with the communication that you actually put out there, right? Like, that's all intel. So how do you get someone to, like, shoot that missile? Yeah, how do you get your questions? people to really want to do that in the first place without you asking? Like, blow up a shack. You you create a stupid system of, like, higher education and make higher education stupid expensive and not accessible to its people. (laughs) And then so they join the military for offered all these benefits. I I feel like this is hitting very close to home. Like, are you... Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's really you just give them a little bit of money and, like, suppress them any other way. Hope. Hope. You yeah. back around hey kid. Pandora's box. Hey kid, wow. you could go to college. Here you just go. have to press this button that will kill this little Yemeni girl. Oof. Oof. Or in your case, I guess, because you've created the little alien creatures, it would kill the little alien creatures. Right. Okay. Right. Alright, so your your other you, is you artificially make the enemy. You which you hasn't enemy. I don't to as far as my knowledge, we've never done that before. Mm. This is like a guess a sci fi kind of thing. It's pretty sci-fi. Yeah. But it's theoretically possible. Okay. okay. Uh, you just have to, have to be careful because be really quiet you don't want to be a, a Jurassic Park situation where they, they get out they of hand out. and, you know, they're supposed to. The Jurassic Park thing was like, they can't leave the park because there's some, uh, was it an amino acid or something they needed? No, they were, they were like, weren't they on an frogs. island? No, no, no. The whole Jurassic Park thing was frogs. Um, because frogs can change their genders. They... <laughs> They fed them yeah. some kind of chemical that they needed, and then when, if they just left the park, they would die. I think that was it, right? Interesting. They describe they explain that, that from the book. Mm, yes, but also I think they explain that with the, ba- the, the baby raptors. But oh. I don't know. Um, but anyways, you have to you have to if you're artificially creating the enemy, then you have to 
Also make sure that it doesn't actually get out of hand. Well, I mean, artificially creating the enemy can just other be other people. You can just pay off mercenaries to create, to tax every now and then. Sure. Like, it, it doesn't need to be that complicated, is all I'm saying. Sure. Sure. I mean, what about... Okay, so you had mentioned... And then I, I was saying, like, how Uncle Sam isn't really relatable for me. So Who's your mascot? Gotta be relatable. It just gotta be, like, uh, basically G.I. Joe. Like, I think G.I. Joe, it, that's great. That's like, relatable? It, yeah. It's, well, okay. To canceled. You, to canceled. You, not Joan of Arc. Come on. To, <laughs> to, all right. To young people, it's a, it's a model soldier, right? Okay. And it looks like their job is cool and, like, interesting and, like, desirable. Sure. So it, you make that position attractive. And whereas, like, Uncle Sam, what is he making? Is he convincing us to do... He's, he's grandstanding, point, he's man. Point, he's, he's wearing he's a point, snazzy suit. He's pointing at he us? He wants you. He wants he's the, you. He's the fun, crazy uncle. Yeah. <laughs> uncle Sam's the kind of uncle that you would just steal, you'd, you'd steal a speedboat with, drive around, and, like, gazebos on fire with. Really? Yeah. I can see that. Oh, amen. That's, like, his, that's his bedroomized, like... Cousin, I feel like is Bedroomite's cousin. Yeah, like I, I mean, there there is West Virginia in the Union. <laughs> all the hey, East Virginia, West Virginia. We're from Virginia. It's all good. Central Virginia. Central Virginia. Um, <laughs> the most boring. Virginia. South Virginia. Uh, so, what what other aspects though? Okay, so you got another. You have your mascot. Mm-hmm. Do you have any kind of tagline or phrase that this mascot says? This GI Joe character. Um, I'm not great at this marketing. It's phrases. Well, I just went with like what I would want the intent to be. So just go with the intent of what you want your message to be. Um, like kill the enemy or some fucked up thing like that, right? Like, could be sure. Yeah, yeah. Ride or die. Ride. Ride or there die. you go. That's catchy. Ride or die. That's catchy. Ride or I die. Or exists somewhere. Okay, and then higher education system. Um, anything else having to do with your propaganda that you would communicate to your population? And what are the marketing channels, actually? What are the channels by which you spread this? How do I spread it? Uh, like, you gotta... Like, today, it's like, use every venue that's possible, right? Like, you gotta go the full, the full marketing span. TV, posters... Phone calls, internet. You're going broad base. Yeah. Okay. It's got to be as broad as possible. Like even word of mouth, everything. Okay. Okay, I hear it. I hear it. All right. Radio. So, so, um, what kind of things would you guys do to influence the population? Though, like, what's what's an example of an activity or something? Like, I I like this American dream push to to say, hey, like, just try a little harder, do a little bit more, and you too can climb the social ladder. <laughs> but like what would you end up doing to push your population to do a certain thing what's an example of something you would make them do mm, okay mm, I think for me it's, it's very much dependent on uh, some sort of productivity oriented viewpoint so it's it's very much based on economics like what what helps move the needle in terms of an economic benefit to everyone. And so I think it's you know, the increase of productivity, uh, getting people to be um, much more proactive about solving problems that are very, very important to your region at large. So it's like if there's 
you know, a supply chain issue in certain in a certain key type of um, uh, supply chain, like get people to motivate, be like, hey, you can solve this problem and you should solve this problem because we need to solve this problem. Um, and that would be kind of the idea is like, how do I get everyone motivated to solve the problems relevant to the state? Okay. Right. Just drumming up the troops, mm-hmm. making them move. Oh, uh, that's why I don't think because I don't think it needs to always be war related. I think it could be productivity and economics related. That could sure. relate to war. I mean, I mean, like we saw this happen with coronavirus. People ended up kind of signing up to help. You know, and every single aspect, volunteerism jumped. Uh, also, because you got free vaccines whenever you volunteered, so like that probably helped. Um, but yeah, okay, okay. I mean, that's valid. Um, all right, so <laughs> I would say that I've been hearing all of your ideas and then trying to come up with my own on the basis of this. <laughs> and I'm go quite last, steal everything. Excited, yes, yes. Great artists steal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to the book "Steal Like an Artist." So deep in the grim, dark future, where I am dictator of the world, there is the other, the, <laughs> the cold one. Creeping from the depths of your mind, the mind flayer, slayer of the flesh, render of the soul clench, the one that sneaks up on you in the dark and takes your children. Um, this is also because I, I take John people's Wick? people's children. The boogeyman? Yeah. Yeah. So this this is um this is kind of like a creature that no one talks about that that cannot be named. Mm, that, it's not even real, perhaps. Yeah. like Bigfoot, but everyone believes in it. But but this is what I put on other countries. So other countries or other people that mm. are in conflict with us, they are the ones that enable this creature. And so there is this religious principle of like praying to to me, the God Emperor, as a deity, um, where they worship and. Praise me as as a god. This is straight from North Korea. I am the only one to, who fights against the other, this dark entity that is filling other people's hearts and minds. This is the plot of Attack on Titan. And then we only show we only show the bad things that happen to other people. We only show the bad things that happen this to other people. This is the plot of Attack on Titan. And then if people <laughs> if people are bad, I let bad things happen to them, aka they get their children taken or they end up going to the gulag or other things like that, right? So um, the other in my propaganda, and I have these messages all over the place, mostly graffiti. You know, I've got pretty good at spreading up graffiti, putting together like different kind of wall, wall art, other things like that. So you constantly see this in the background in your mind and advertisements, banners, whatever, um, is this mind flare, this kind of soul render, this... Uh, dark entity that comes along and snatches your children. Many say that it's just like a, it's a story, but what you really end up figuring out is that the entire population really believes this story. <clears throat> and every now and then I show them, you know, different hints at what is, what is happening and what I'm really protecting them against. So that's one part of the pop- propaganda, right? I, th- I really do appreciate the idea of this like American dream or something that locks you into an economic system. I would say that my economic system is much more of a um, sort of uh, all for one kind of system where I learned a lot from Warhammer 40k growing up and you end up sacrificing like millions of souls to the God Emperor to keep them alive in the in the soul furnace. Um, in the grim, dark future of Warhammer 40k. 
And so I can imagine a completely similar situation where people are clamoring over themselves to die in order to achieve honor for the country and for the good of the country and for the good of me as a dictator of the country, right? Um, And so part of the marketing towards that part of the propaganda is similar things to what like Putin has done, riding shirtless on horseback, um, breaking kid's arm, doing things like that. Much, much classier, better staged, you know? James Bond. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, wait, James Bond? Like, go James Bond style. That's, like, yeah. your style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. 100%. So, um, that's... I would be the mascot, right? But I would be deified. Oh, would, you're the mascot. Oh, yeah, I'm the mascot, man. Wow. I'm the one protecting my country from ruin. And if I die, it all goes down. I'm the dictator of the world, right? And so, if anybody is trying to creep up and destroy me or take me down or anything like that, no, no, bad. Although, I am quite concerned with the Barbra Streisand rule. (laughs) Do you guys know the Barbra Streisand rule? So, if you try to bury or hide a piece of, um, like, a a teardown piece or something bad against you, it only crops up stronger. And so that's what happened with Barbara Streisand when she was, like, trying to sell a house or something like that. And bad things happened. Don't quote me on this. You can look up the Barbara Streisand rule um, later on. But, in essence, if you try to bury a piece of information, it only pops up, like, stronger. Oh, I mean, the way to deal with counteractive information is to turn it into something ridiculous. You memify it in such a fashion that it just doesn't seem like it's a real... Yeah, yeah, you drown it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You, you fully represent it. You put it front and center. But in such a way, you represent it in such a way where it doesn't seem like a serious thing, or it seems like it's a joke or not a serious, like... A piece of information yeah so you, you propagate it in such a manner where it's like like you could like pay off a bunch of comedians to basically make jokes about it or something like that so you make it so ridiculous that it's like this isn't as serious as it is or it's like not real well i yes i would actually have, have your own a specific military unit that would be the meme unit that would <laughs> go and generate endless memes um that would like influence people's thought patterns and and do things like oh, that. Oh, that reminds me. There is one thing I would probably include uh, for any sort of potential enemies. Uh, deepfakes. Ooh, yes. Deepfakes. Yeah, so deepfakes, the, the concept of taking somebody's picture and then placing it over top of somebody else's body in order to mimic what they would sound like and act like the in real life. video version of Photoshop. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's that's actually really beneficial. Um, I think deepfakes have a value outside of just, you know, memes. That's um, unfortunately really good common. propaganda. It's a reality. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a reality. It's it's already here. Well, weaponized it's only become more it's already going to become more popular. Yeah. You got to get really good at impro- uh, really good at impressions. <laughs> And then that way you can have people put deepfakes on you and record things. I would bet money that it's going to affect some in some way the next election. I think in so. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we saw because yeah. because Trump can run again. So yeah, that's very true. I mean, I think. I mean, that's an off-topic conversation. Take, taking a look at the last <laughs> couple of elections, like the influence of the internet cannot be understated. I think yes. I'm limiting my population's access to the internet or any kind of internet activity. You um, are limiting or are oh, you Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I am. I would have an, an intranet. 
they would not have an internet. Okay, much like I think China. I would. I would, actually, I would actually do it the opposite. North Korea might have an internet. I don't know mm-hmm. how it works over I there. I think um, I would have a. I would actually have full access to the internet, but I would have very specific um, sites that cannot be accessed from the outside. Um, uh, to specifically create these memes and things. Um, so you're flooding out all the extra information coming from the outside, but in a much more controlled fashion. Interesting. Okay. And, and many North Koreans, you said th- that you would... Um, I would definitely the, control the search engine. The, other, the others, you would just make uh, foreigners seem like the others, right? Yeah, anybody outside. And, and North Koreans, some, a lot of them literally believe that uh, uh, Americans are demons and that they eat babies and stuff like that. Wait, like, we don't? Like just like crazy outlandish stuff like that, and they they, they believe it. I could have cool could have fooled me. I mean, I hey. had a tasty baby recently. Hey, I'm not a demon. <laughs> I'm a bear. <laughs> plus capybara, plus fox. There you go. Oh wow. Um, or mando pig. That's fine too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess my my channels and how I would spread these messages would be mostly my own social media platform that I would control and have everybody download. Whenever they buy a phone plan in the country, would you like, create like a, Verizon? Would you, you know? create a, yeah, it's yeah, like Verizon? It's just well, no, your no, face no. everywhere. Would you do a Black Mirror ranking system? Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I I think something similar to that. I do okay. I do really appreciate that in terms of controlling people and climbing a hierarchy of some sort. Um, something quite similar to that would be beneficial. A, a gig economy, like here's two dollars, but you have to go shoot that guy over there. Sure. Yeah, I I think stuff Just like count that. Hit, I think it breeds all kinds of malcontent though, and you do want your population to stay relatively stable so that you're able to do things beyond that, you know. And you you just kind of like pull money out of it. So, um, yeah, I would I would kind of limit their access to information, uh, external inf- information, and then provide a steady trickle of information to them, uh, so that. They are constantly on their toes. It's tricky because like, they get too much information and they're too smart. It's a little tricky. I mean, yeah. that's why your strategy of the, the schooling being propaganda is a like, really good one. Right? You can use schools as propaganda. I, I do really appreciate that, too. I think um, education is another aspect that we haven't touched on that we should probably touch on in a future episode. But education is its own kind of chunk and block because... How are you going to train the economic workforce of your economy, of, of your of your dictatorial regime? I mean, right now education occurs in many different places where they have more authoritarian governments by people going outside and learning on the outside and bringing it back in. And so, if you had the ability to set up your own university system or training grounds for scientists, engineers, business people, military personnel, people like that, what would it look like? And so. Stay tuned for next time on the Drunken Dictator Debates for when we talk about education and the economy. Uh, And I'm going to come up with a funny pun for that name eventually. (laughs) But besides that, any other last questions, comments, concerns on propaganda? Hey. Final statements? As you know, hashtag bring forget to California. Is that your slogan? That's my go-to, what's the catchphrase? That's my catchphrase. Damn, damn. You heard it here, folks. First thing first. All right, Dunk, last last minutes, additions. <laughs> mm, bring Cook out to California. And um, 
you know this man this land is my land you know this land is your land if is it from california yeah to, 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 to the new york island to to the redwood forest <laughs> yeah so what you're saying also, what you're saying is no dibs on the moon got it <laughs> Oh, moon base though. Moon base. Moon base. This cosmic horror, this eldritch nightmare that creeps out of the dark to consume your soul comes from the moon. And it shows up every now and then. It feels really wrong to bring like nationalism into space to me. Well, it's already there. It's already there. Yeah, that's how it started and that's how it's gonna continue. It's really sad. Uh Yuri's night is coming up. You can kind of see people all over Yuri's the world night. celebrating. Is almost right over now? Yeah, twelve. What is yeah. this? It is a celebration, an event where people all over the world come together to celebrate Yuri Gagarin's birthday, the first man in space, and they party and have a rave underneath a space shuttle at Kennedy Space Center and the California Science Center and other places around the world. It is a wonderful event. Um, when we were talking about the Circus Maximus and party-like environment of different sort of religiosity and traditions last time we were talking on the Drunken Dictator debates, this is a very similar event for space. It's one of those like traditional moments that mm-hmm. cause people to come together. But I digress about Yuri's Night. Myself, I am very much inclined to using propaganda as the main way that I influence my population. I think people... If you control their hearts, minds, marketing, and the things they see on their social media streams, then they're really easy to pull their strings. And so um, that's kind of the main way that I foresee myself becoming the god emperor and the one true king of the world, uh, the dictator who will consume all and make sure that the um, counter dictator or whoever the dark one is uh, never actually eats you and your children. So... um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I would. I think this this was a good one. I kind of want to see what will happen when we come up with the actual propaganda posters. I did a little bit of graphic design today, wetted my whistle for uh, future graphic design. So I'm kind of curious to see what would come about if any of the artists in the audience wanted to create some propaganda for the Drunken Dictator debate. So feel free to email us at I'm joking we don't have an email just ping us somehow some way passenger pigeon uh, it's extinct you can smoke revive it signals. and send it please, please send smoke signals yes. easy to find yes please find us actually don't find Surge because his hobo emperor he lives in the sewer he lives in the sewer it's great he's, he's you won't on... know where to find me Surge isn't even my real name yep <laughs> so uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode this episode is sponsored by uh, space, not the kind that you think of, but the actual space bar. Um, it is designed and implemented a long time ago so that people could finally tell their therapist that they found room to breathe. Also, children's ch- toys and children's shows, which are all propaganda. Oh, yeah, this... This episode is also sponsored by Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales. It's almost time for Dragon Tales. Come along, take my hand. Okay, Let's I don't know how that's Dragon Land. But, but cowboys and in, cowboys and Indians. Is this copyright infringement? Cowboys Probably. and Indians. Okay. Toy Are soldiers? you providing commentary? That's, that's the real question. That's true. You were talking about the baby doll. That's kind of prepping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We need in the cupboard. In a, in all nine yards. Yes. 
Uh, this episode is also sponsored by uh, Jurassic Park. If somebody hadn't left the gate open in the rain, we really wouldn't have Michael Crichton's masterpiece. So I like to thank you. The truth of this episode is that this episode is also propaganda. Thank you for being indoctrinated. <laughs> <laughs> have a great night, evening, wherever you are, however you are. And uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles.